Nothing can stop the purpose of God except our unbelief. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today is part two of Stephen Furtick's message about faith and how we need to expect more from God and just believe and basically take the limits off of our belief. Here's Stephen. Refer back to the text because Paul is talking to a group of believers and he says, uh, our hope is that as your faith increases, this is 15 guys, as your faith increases, our area of influence among you may be greatly enlarged. Here's the dynamic. They have to grow together. Okay, they have to grow together. Let me show you what I mean. I know it doesn't make any sense yet, but it will in a second. I promise you. I've been studying all week. I didn't just come up here. I promise you it's going to make sense in a minute. Do you trust me? You're in good hands. This plane will land safely. <laughs> I promise you. I'm going to get you on the ground safely. But some of you have been blocked. It's a frustrating thing to be blocked. It's a terrible thing to be blocked. And here's why they're blocked. See, as the Corinthian church's faith increases, the church grows. As the church grows, their faith increases. Now, Paul wants to preach beyond the church in Corinth. He wants the gospel to go forth even farther. But you've got a stubborn church who is satisfied and set in their ways. Now that they have been reached, they no longer want to do any reaching. Now that they have been blessed, they want to stay right where they are. They don't want to go beyond. Why would I want to go beyond? I've got everything I need right here. But the essence of blessing is that it always looks beyond itself. Ask Abraham. God said, I'm going to bless you and you'll be a blessing. The point of the blessing of God on your life is not just that it would flow to you, but that it would flow through you. And if we stop here, we get stuck here. But if we look beyond, hope beyond, preach beyond, believe beyond, I believe somebody's breaking out of limitation in this season. But they have to grow together. They, they have to grow together. Touch somebody say they have to grow together. They have to go, grow together. So Paul says, as your faith grows, the kingdom grows. And watch this. As the kingdom grows, your faith grows. I don't take a year-end offering just so we can build a building. I take a year-end offering so God can build your faith. It's your faith God is after. God wants to break you out of the box of what you thought was possible. God wants to break you out of the box of what you think is normal. God wants to break you out of the box of what you think is extravagant. God wants to break your limited belief system. That's what it is. That's what keeps us stuck. That's what keeps us blocked. We blame everybody and everything, but it is our own BS that keeps us in the box. Belief system. What did you think that stood for? bunch of degenerates at Elevation Church. And all this time, I thought it was something else blocking me. All this time, I thought it was somebody else blocking me. What if the only thing blocking you is just a question, and you can get mad at me, and I don't… this is fine. But what if, what if the barrier 
was your own belief. Your belief that God can do it. Your belief that he can use you. Your belief that he's bigger. What if the real barrier is your belief? Because Paul seems to say that if your faith increases, nothing can stop the gospel. If you have enough faith, if you believe big enough, there is absolutely nothing that can stop the purpose of God. But you've got to unblock it. The purpose of God cannot be stopped, but your unbelief can block it from operating in your life. Do you hear this? This is heavy. The plan of God cannot be stopped, but you can block it from being activated in your life because you won't believe it. The provision of God cannot be stopped. God is more than enough. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's always a provider. He's always sufficient. He's always more than enough. But your unbelief can block it. The power of God cannot be stopped. If you don't believe me, ask that stone that had an assignment to keep Jesus in that tomb. They thought they had blocked him, but they found out when the word of God comes forth. I feel like preaching on week two of this series. Nothing can stop the purpose of God except our unbelief. What the stone couldn't do, your hardened heart can. Keep Jesus locked in. Come on, touch somebody. Say, unblock it. Unblock it. Unblock it. Tell them again. Say, unblock it. Look them in the eye. Say, unblock it. God has been trying to deliver his word to you. He's been trying to get his purpose through you. He's been trying to get his plan accomplished in your life, but you've got to unblock it. And now I understand why Paul was frustrated, because he saw all these people that could be reached and a complacent church at Corinth who had already been reached themselves but had now stopped reaching. And in his best pastoral tone, Paul says, I want you to grow up so the gospel can go forth. I want your. I understand Paul's frustration. I really do. I get frustrated with myself because I know there's so much more that God could do in me, but I block it. I block. I, I block. Do you do it? I block God all the time. I'm not saying I'm bigger than God, and I'm not saying He can't knock me over and do what He wants to do through somebody else. But I block Him from doing it through me. I know there's times where God wants to encourage somebody, but I block him from working through me because I'm too stuck on myself, and I hate that feeling. I know there's times where God wants to use me to lift the atmosphere of a room, but I don't do it because I come in and let the atmosphere of the room set my internal temperature, and I hate it. I know there's times when I come to church and God, God gives me an opportunity to praise him, but I'm so self-conscious, I won't lift my hands because I'm so worried about what other people think about me. And If I would just open my mouth and sing hallelujah, even off key to the Lord, it would unblock the joy of the Lord in his presence. It's the fullness of… Come on, you see. In his presence. Come on, Lake Norman. In his presence. Come on, Valentine. If you would open up your mouth and praise God, the presence of God would flow to you. Unblock it. 
Praise unblocks the blessing of God in your life. I wonder would you give him praise right now for his faithfulness, for his goodness, for his grace. Praise unblocks the glory of God. It opens up the airwaves. It opens up it it opens you up to receive the blessing of God. And this is why God was frustrated in the book of Malachi because the word of the Lord had gone forth, but the people had blocked it. And God is God has been pushed to his limit with his people, not because he's not because he stopped loving them, but because there's so much he wants to bless them with, but they keep blocking him from blessing them. And he begs them. He begs them, unblock me, he says in Malachi 3.10. Unblock me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Bring me what is mine. And when you bring it, there will be food in my house. Put me to the test and see if I will not. Something is blocking the people from the blessing of God. It is their refusal to put God first. He said, but if you would unblock me, I would bless you. I would put it back up. I would open the windows of heaven. There's no shortage of supply. But you keep blocking me. There's no shortage of joy, but you keep blocking me. There is no limit to how many people we can reach if we would stop blocking God. If more than 23% of the church would tithe, there would be no limit to how many campuses we could build. But every week, when that word goes forth, you know, that offering time, we just keep blocking God. No, I don't do that other stuff. I'll lift my hands extra high. I want to pour out a blessing until there is no more need. One translation says that you won't have room enough to receive it. Remove the block, receive the blessing. Remove the block. Receive the blessing. I sat Holly down when we had been married less than two years. We had put $5,000 into ING Direct Savings account. I researched the one with the best um, interest rates because Dave Ramsey told me start, start an emergency fund. He said $5,000 is a start. Now, let me tell you something. Anything in your life, you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. And so we had this $5,000 saved up. And the Lord, I don't know how you feel about this because it may sound irresponsible, prompted my heart to give the whole emergency fund. Now, understand at this point, we didn't have three kids. And so I figured, worst case scenario, me and Holly can make it. You know what I'm saying? We can do this. And so I felt like God was giving me an opportunity to unblock my heart. And to trust him beyond. We were already tithing. I started tithing, which is 10%, back to the local church. I started tithing uh, right around, I want to say, right around the time I was going off to college. And for a season there, I got kind of lazy about it. And one day, my roommate, Alex Early, he was scrambling around the dorm room 
And he said, he, he was frantic. He said, Do you have an envelope? Do you have any stamps? I said, What's wrong, man? And he said, uh, I'm, I'm three months behind on my tithe. And he went to a church in Georgia, and the pastor had taught him to tithe the first 10% to God, and he'd gotten behind on it. And we went to a Christian school, and a chapel speaker had spoken that morning on bringing the tithe, and it convicted Alex. And I think his tithe for those three months was only about $7. But he was crumbling up the money in cash and putting and looking for an envelope to put it in to send it off. I think he had this fear that God was going to strike the door with lightning if he didn't or something like that. You know, it was a Baptist school, and so. <laughs> and, and, but he had to get that tithe out, and the Lord spoke to me about it right then, and I said, "You know what? Whatever it is that God blesses me with, no matter how large or how small, I want I want my finances and my faith tied together." And I want them to grow together. And as my finances grow, I want my faith to grow. They got to grow together. Because if the blessing grows, but your generosity doesn't, it will spoil and you will become prideful and self sufficient. And I think that's why God was so wise to establish the tithe. That's a fixed percentage, it's the first 10%. Some people say that's Old Testament. Fine, start higher. Because why in the world would you go lower when you have the grace of God exhibited by Jesus Christ on the cross? We're not under the law. We're under grace. That means we can do more, not less. Come on. Somebody shout beyond. That was Pastor Stephen Furtick, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Stephen Furtick Unblock It. You can also find out more information about him at his website, stephenfurtick.com, or his church website, elevationchurch.com. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this episode, and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless.